listening to the Womanly Shit Podcast, where the CEO of you is off the clock. Hosted by the epic feminine conscious business coach, April Franks, and her guest co-host. Yeah. Tune in to real life womanly discussions about shit that matters outside of building brands, profits, and social media presence. We encourage all your womanly topics about all the things that matter to you once you close that laptop. And just as a disclaimer, we curse a lot. <laughs> Here's April. You heard her. Welcome back, ladies. And for the gentleman who snuck into the Womanly Shit Podcast, this is your amazing and also beautiful and smart and pretty host, April Franks, with my guest co-host today, Ms. Vasa V. Vasa V, welcome to the show. April, thank you so much for having me here. I love how you introduced yourself. You were like, you're smart and you're pretty and you're amazing host. Yes, I love that. I love that <laughs> intro. That was great. Listen, we need we need those reminders. We have to reaffirm our own selves. So women need to be lifting them their own selves up on a daily. And so this is this is part of it. So I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. First of all, for those of you just tuning in, if this is your first episode, girl, why? How? Where have you been? Go back to the show, check out all the episodes that you missed, leave a review because we like reviews around here. Don't just be coming up into our living room, getting all of our tea and then leaving without leaving, you know, a little, a little sprinkle. So we appreciate all the reviews. Thank you so much. They've been fantastic. So Vasavi, how did we meet? We met through Lisa Nichols. That has to be it. We or we met at a conference where Lisa Nichols were spe- was speaking. You were there, and we met. I don't I don't remember if you had joined her program, but I remembered you. I mean, it's been almost close to eight nine years now. I, I know yeah. I did. We did. We went. We met at a conference. It was called yeah. Speaking Right to Make Millions at the time. Oh yes. Okay. And yeah. I think you were in her mastermind, and I later joined the mastermind. But we never connected like in the mastermind. It's so funny. We actually connected as a result of like, I've always known about you Mm -hmm. and through Allison or other people, Zenobia or other people that were in that era of coaching at the time. Mm -hmm. And I just remembered you and I remembered your story and I was like, this chick is super dope and authentic and just your journey. And then some type of way, was it Allison that reconnected us? Because remember I was in the airport, we were talking and you were like, I'm reinventing myself. And I think you were driving to a wedding. I don't know what was going on. Something was happening. Well, and I also feel right before, yes, I connected with you, but then there was also Nikki, Nikki Moore, and I was getting back into comedy. And you and I had just started talking again. And it was definitely through Allison Bird, that connection. And then through you, I met Nikki, who helped me with my comedy set. And then because of that, you and I became closer. You invited me to, you you know, when you came to Austin for Thanksgiving last year, and that was really beautiful. And that's when I was really just like, well, how come I haven't been like talking to April more? Like, why why are we just now meeting? But you know what? It is what it is. We're here now. Hello. It is what it is, right? Yeah. Fast Hi. forward some years. You, yeah. yeah. So speaking of Thanksgiving, because you're in Austin and I happen to do, I did Thanksgiving with Brooke Castillo and my family and friends and Roberto and all the things. And you lived there. So you came and got to meet my peeps. When I hung out with you for the first time, really in person, I was blown away by your generosity on so many levels. But meeting you has definitely set off a lot of, I've been activated since I've met you. And this is what I mean by that. I think we use the word triggered and we think triggered is a bad thing. 
I like to say activated. I like to say triggered, but being around you triggered so much in the best way possible. Mm. It, it, it triggered the part of me that's not asking for more. It triggered the part of me that is not fully owning my desires. It, is, it has triggered the part of me that's like not owning my full queendom inside of me, right? Like it, it's like that part of me that I always have believed is there. But when I was with you and I saw your generosity, I saw how you had opened up your home, this Airbnb, this beautiful Airbnb to, to so many people and you took care of us. I realized, I would say the biggest thing is this, and I don't think I've I don't think I've actually ever said this to you. I grew up in a family where I was always taken care of, right? I was the youngest in the family. I was the brown sheep of the family. I had the most problems in the family. I was the the patient, the designated patient. I was the one that went to rehab. I was the one that needed therapy. So I've always played the, mm -hmm. I've always had the role in my family as my family takes care of me. But when I saw you and I saw how you took care of your family, it triggered that motherly, nurturing, instinctual, kind of just generous part of me that has been a little dormant, not dormant, but has been, you know, wanting to be expressed. And I was like, I want to be able to do this for my family. I want to be able to offer that type of generosity. And so you just make me want to be more of me and, and desire more and ask for more, period. So thank you. I love this. Mm -hmm. Listen, that's my, I really, I really appreciate that. And I love that because like I was telling someone recently, like when you come in contact with me, I really, I genuinely want you to feel lighter and like more of yourself. Like that's a real thing because I feel like there's just such freedom in it. There's such confidence in it, you know, and of course all we're still off the clock right now, but even side of our work and the things that we're doing in the marketplace, like it just helps. It, it just, your confidence just goes sky high when you can just be like, I'm fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm necessary. I'm beautiful. Like, it's just so good. So that's so good. So yeah. possibly what, what new shit is going on in your life right now? Now, not, not, not with the brand, but mm -hmm. with you. Okay. So what's new shit going on with me? So I'm turning 40. I don't know when this episode is going to be released. My birthday's May 18th. I'm turning 40. So I had a little bit of a uh, identity crisis. And I say that in the best way possible. I've been looking at ways of being, I've been looking at how I show up in my love life, my relationship to partnership, and it does affect my business, but we're not going to go into that. Let's just, I just want to really put that out there though, is like, there is a direct correlation between your self-love with how you show up in your relationships, your friendships, and your business. So, but we'll stick to the personal side. Uh, I'm getting back out and dating again. Uh, and by dating again, I've had one date in three years, which I just had last week. So that was fun. Uh, okay, and wait, wait, slow down, slow down. <laughs> I know, I know. I just kind of listen. Yeah. Did y'all hear how she tried to zoom past that? Slow down. Well, so was this date, I loved it. Let's stay on dating for a minute because I think it's important, especially for those women who are successful or on their rise to success mm -hmm. and are single and dating. Mm -hmm. So have you found it when you, when, when were you like, it's time? Um, I realized that it was time. I, I, I would say three years. I needed three years to just be with myself. And it was because I have this milestone of entering into a new decade. So for the past three months leading up to my, birthday my 40th birthday i've been thinking about it i've been thinking about it i haven't gone on a date with anybody uh been mm -hmm. taken out been courted and mm -hmm. i i was desiring that i was i was really desiring that i was feeling really good on the inside i was feeling really proud of myself and i, I could feel myself like carrying myself differently and i you know mm -hmm. april every major relationship i've been in and i've been in three i was married and divorced i was in another one and then i was engaged and that 
did not work out. Actually, it did work out by it not working out. So it did right. work out. Yes. Um, every relationship that I've been in, I realized every man that I've met has always been at a period in my life where I thought I needed saving, where I didn't really feel good about myself. And these men kind of swooped in and we were drawn to each other because we just both were needing each, needing each other. That is the word yes. that I want to use. I'm, it's the first time in my life I was telling my mom, Who's 70 today, by the way. She just turned, she's turning, she's 70 today. I said to my mom, mom, I I don't think I've ever dated when I felt good about myself. And I go, well, what would that look like if I actually put myself out there from a place of, I don't need you. I'm okay if we don't end up together. I just want to have a good time. What would that process look like if I approach dating, not so much as, are you going to be my next husband? Are you going to be my next long term? But instead, I'm like, how about we just have fun together and see where this goes? That's when I realized I was ready is that uh, I I wasn't so much attached to like, are you going to be my forever? I'm like, I just I'm done with that thinking of are you going to be my it or my forever? Because my thinking now is I am my forever and I am my it. Do you get to come on this journey with me? Yeah, girl. We are twin flames in that way. Yes, that's exactly are. how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, hey, cool. I got a great life. You want to come enhance it? Great. Just don't be a pain in my ass. That's my number one rule. I have a great life. If you're not going to add fun, joy, orgasms, I know you love that. Fun, I love jo- orgasms. Yes. Fun, joy, orgasm. If you're not going to do that and you're going to be a pain in my ass, I don't want it. And I, that feels good for me to say that because I put up with a lot of shit. So I'm done. Yes, I'm like, yeah. I think that's so, that's so empowering. And I think it's so, I think it will resonate with so many of our listeners that, and I used, I wrote this in my book, in my memoir. So I wrote a memoir over 10 years ago called Confessions of an Independent Woman, Truth, Lies, and Relationships. And in it, I talk about how we date at the level of our self-esteem. When we're feeling good about us, ourself, we feel, we love how we look or we are accepting how we how we look we are happy with life we are you know it's not about perfection it's just about being happy and when we are in that place we tend to make good decisions it just right? so happens you know what i'm saying yeah, just healthy decisions when you're yeah. feeling like shit and when you're not confident when you're carrying your insecurities on your forehead you choose poorly and we and we know it because all we have to do is just go back just just look at to where we're at today. Look at today and then make that assessment. Look at five years ago and make that assessment. So I think that's really important. And I'm so glad that you brought that up, that we really do date, love, ask, even in the business at the level of your self-esteem. Even if you switch it to the business, it's so true. Like women don't ask for what they want if they're not feeling confident about the price. You don't ask for the contract. You don't ask for, you just don't ask because mm-hmm. you're just not in that state. And so I think the best thing that we can do for ourselves is really learn how to build our own selves up individually mm-hmm. so that we can be, I want to use the word fortified, mm-hmm. you know, so that there's just this, like, like we're cultivating this 2.0, 3.0 version of ourselves that has this, mm-hmm. a totally different expectation than the, than the previous version. Even 10 years ago, when you wrote that memoir, you, you knew what was up, you know, that we do date at the level of our self-esteem. And I, I got to say, you, you know, just doing a lot of inner child work healing and me being a therapist myself, a, a retired therapist, I can mm-hmm. see 
and I can forgive those parts of myself that made those choices based on her self-esteem. So what's great about that is when you develop that compassion and forgiveness for yourself for making those choices because you didn't know any better, you unburden yourself from the heaviness. And then you don't have to go into each new relationship carrying the weight of your anger and your resentment. You can be like, you know what? She didn't know any better. Vasavi at 28 did not know what she knows now. Vasavi even, I'm 39. Vasavi, like, I'm not even joking when I say this. Vasavi in April of 2022 is different than Vasavi from literally last week. Because when you're, I mean, I am literally not the same internally, even as I am yesterday, because when you're committed to just rising, 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 but, but also being firm in that, not just growing for the sake of growing, but growing because you know that there is more for yourself and you want to embody that. And then you also practice really that inner work of healing and forgiving yourself and letting go of those resentments. Life does become lighter, which I know you appreciate. Mm -hmm. It does. It does become lighter. So what is today's womanly matter? Well, Vasavi, don't you want to know what it is? I always want to know. (laughs) Tell me everything. I I want to know all the details. Tell me. Okay. So for those of you, listen, ladies, for those of you who are listening, Womanly Shit CEO Off The Clock Podcast is all about us addressing your womanly matters and all the shit that you want to say it's often that's happening in your personal life. And so today we have a submission from a woman named Bridget and it's kind of long. So I need y'all to stay with me. Okay. Stick with this story. Okay. This is her womanly dilemma. Vasavi, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. She says, letting go is one of the most challenging things to do. I have a sister who is 10 years younger than me. She is my only sister and I adore her. I just love her madly, but she has it. She has decided she doesn't want me in her life, period. I have spent 10 years trying to reach her, to connect, to apologize, to make up, to get her to change her mind without success. I give her gifts on her birthday. I send her text messages and I love on her virtually. I feel so much grief, guilt, and responsibility towards sisterhood. And to her and her family, my nieces, she has three beautiful kids. She never responds or acknowledges my birthday. And if I visit my family of origin, she refuses to show up if I am there, even at Christmas time. She has done her fair share of shitty things, but I choose to forgive and move on. For my sake, as I don't want to carry around anger and bitterness, so I choose love every time. Wow, this is heavy. Yeah, it is. This is heavy. Okay, to continue, she says, I've poured my heart out a river over her. I have punished myself. I've ate. She says, I've decided not to text or connect with her anymore as a a one-way street. And if I was getting absolutely nothing from another relationship, I would let it go as it would not be a good use of my time, energy, and love. But how do we do this with a sister? How do we let her go? How do I let her go and move on? It feels so abnormal. I would appreciate some guidance. Thank you. That's great. I... Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? No, you go. What are your what are your thoughts? So her sister is, and for those of you listening, I mean, I understand what it's like to have an estranged family member and have chosen to continue that. I know those of you listening, if you resonate with this uh, womanly matter, please make sure that you leave a comment. Bossy, what are your thoughts? So there's an opportunity here to recreate a new relationship and not necessarily the one with your sister, but the one with yourself. But in doing that with yourself, you get to do that with your sister. I have an older sister. She's four years older. And we were lost touch for a little bit. I was in my addiction. And so we didn't really talk. I missed baby showers. I missed birthdays. I missed her medical school. I did all that. 
And when I got sober, I had to make amends with my sister. I've had to make amends with my sister twice. And we're great now. My sister and I, we talk almost every single day. Great relationship. I had to heal myself to be a better sister. I was very selfish in that relationship because that's what addiction does to you. So what I would say to you is this, Bridget, is you're giving a lot and you're not really getting much and you're not getting anything in return, right? And that can't feel good for you. What I would do, and this may be a harsh approach, but I, I, I would stop. I would stop the giving. I would stop the texting. I would stop that because I'm more concerned about you and your heart and your self-esteem. She's clearly showing you, your sister is clearly showing you where she's at. She is not ready to, nor she may never be ready to communicate with you. And I know it's family and I know that, that there's that emotional attachment, but I'm curious to know where else in your life do you keep giving and giving and giving and giving and giving and not really getting much in return, if anything at all. And so what you may need to do is say it out loud. That's what I'm all about is saying it out loud, not necessarily to your sister. You may need to say out to a professional or to a friend and even to yourself, all the things that you want to say to your sister that you never got to say, unedited and unfiltered. And then you may need to just let it go, say a goodbye letter to your sister. And what I mean by that is, it's not that your sister's gone forever, but you have to just act as if like right now there is no relationship. The, 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 the relationship is very one-sided. It's you giving and you not getting. And so it's the end of a chapter, right? And so it's the end of an era with you and your sister and saying goodbye to her, writing a letter, reading that out loud, not to her, not to her, but with, within yourself is really letting, the, letting go of that relationship with her you moving on, creating that space. And if she decides to come around, she comes around. You know, that's that. But um, I would not keep putting my energy into a relationship, regardless of if it's a family member or not, if I'm not getting anything back. Because that's exhausting and that will take a toll on you psychologically and energetically and emotionally. Absolutely, it will. Absolutely, it will. And I wanted to say to that as well, Bridget, I think that you can still love your sister without communicating with her. There are people in my life that I love, I care for, and they hold a place in my heart and they may always, and I have no communication with them at all. I have no desire to reach out. And I think that's because you've created a habit out of getting rejected. Wow. You've created a habit out of getting rejected. That was really yeah. powerful. Consistently. Wow. Right? I'm reaching out in the, with the hopes of rejection. So you're, you're, you're conditioning yourself for that lack of response. And the truth is you're worthy of that response. Mm -hmm. And if you're not getting it, just like you said, how do you let it go? You're not, don't, I wouldn't look at it as letting go. I would look at it as choosing your yes. And what does Bridget need? You know, and I think that, you know, I can even give the example, even with my own sister and my sister is eight years younger than me. I'm 45 and um, trigger warning. I'm about to say something that's graphic. So if you need to pause or do whatever with the show, um, if you're listening, then do that. But my sister was murdered last year in June and we were estranged when this happened and she had been reaching out to me and I was probably your sister. I ignored her. And I didn't always ignore her, but most of the time I did ignore her because I had decided that I no longer wanted that relationship, even though she was my sister. And although my reasons for desiring that, they were valid and they were not from a place of malice or anything. It was from a place of me honoring what I really need and the types of humans that I enjoy in my life. And so for years, I had been, in Alabama's terms, 
handling my sister with a long handle spoon as I do with much of my biological family. I'm an adopt, I'm an adoptee. And I chose not to have a relationship with my sister. And she still showed me love the same way that you're showing your sister. And when I learned that my sister was murdered by her boyfriend, I can honestly say really was at peace with my decision. And while I was super saddened, it was horrific and I was sad and I grieved and still grieve her loss of life, especially in such a horrific way. I made the best decision for me and she made decisions that were best that she felt like were best for her in her life. And part of that was the extending the olive branch. And so I know that she had to feel good for doing that. And I honestly did not feel any guilt. I really didn't. I didn't feel any guilt for choosing to not have that relationship. And when she passed, well, was murdered, I did what I naturally felt like doing. I served and I communicated on the day of her funeral. I chose to go to a conference instead of to her services. And the reason why I did that was because I felt like the message that I had to share in her honor was so much more important than my presence standing in front of the casket. And the message that I shared with thousands of people was, you get to choose. You get to choose. And we get to, as leaders, have and embody whatever movement we're going to, whatever decisions need to be made. And we have to make them from a healthy place. So if things do happen, you have to be well with those decisions. So I would say, because you have both sides of the fence here, where we're both saying, we were both you know, and, and it's so ironic. You know what I love about this show and I love about these submissions, Vasavi, mm-hmm. is that the dilemma from the listeners always matches the co-host. Mm-hmm. There's always some, some spiritual, energetic resonance that we don't even know what's happening. You didn't even know what I was going to read today. You know, and I think it's just so divine. So I would just tell Bridget, do what's best for you from a healthy place. That's exactly what I had to do. I had to do what was best for me from a healthy place. Vasavi's sister had to do what she had to do from a healthy place because we don't know what life is going to, how it's going to turn out. We don't know if your sister's going to come around. We don't know if she's not, but you need to make decisions from a healthy place. Vasavi? I want to thank Bridget for submitting that question. And while my relationship with my sister is great, your response, April, to Bridget's question was is was so powerful for me, like how you said every question, you know, affects us even as co-hosts. Like it's just it's perfect for us. I am letting go. I've let I don't want to even say I let go yet. It's like I'm I'm there. It's it's like I can feel it. I've let go of a of a former partner. And I love what you said. It's like you can still love them and you don't have to communicate with them. Like I still have love for him. If he knocked on my door today and said, Hey, I'm going through something, I wouldn't say get the hell out of here. I'd say come inside. Like, well, let's talk. And I, I want to always get to that place with people that I can love you. We don't have to communicate. And I don't have that anger and fury and anything. And it's like, I'm still here. Like, if you need something, you know what I mean? Not having that hatred and uh, resentment. So I just want to say thank you, April, for your response, because it's helped me in another area of my life. And it's I really acknowledge you and respect you for how you handle that. And I and I think I'll, I think it takes a lot of courage to say that. I can. I wouldn't have had any guilt either. And that's the part with me that I'm just so proud of you for just saying that out loud. Like you didn't have any guilt and you chose to go to a conference 
and I would have done the same exact thing. If I if I'm like being really honest with you, I would have done the same exact thing. Yeah. So just thank you for sharing that mm -hmm. because I that's not yeah. easy to but, it's, 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 but you it's, own your decision. You own your decision. And that's that's why there's no guilt. Yeah, you own your decision. Well, and, I, and 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 because I think too, when we make decisions from a healthy place and not an angry place, mm -hmm. not an insecure place, then that means that we've thought through what if. And I think for Bridget and her sister, I think what could be beautiful is if she, I would write her a letter and say, "I love you," and the door is always open. And I and I wouldn't say, and I and I probably would say, "I'm going to not." reach out to you just for my own, you know, personal well-being. And anytime you need anything, you want to talk, you want to reopen this door, I am graciously, you know, I would graciously enjoy that. You know, I would just leave it there and put a pin in that. So the sister also knows, you know, like this is it. And then as far as, I, I do want to address the, sibling, the the nieces because I think that makes things really hard, right? Vasavi, mm -hmm. like, you know, yeah, because it's not just you, it's, it's not just you, there's kids involved, there's a whole, you know, family, you know, involved. Mm -hmm. And so I would say, um, I would probably do stuff for the kids, you know, um, and, and I, I probably still would. And even if it was me video blogging, you know, like to my nieces once, mm -hmm. a, once a month or, or on their birthdays and, you know, just keeping it like, no, I thought about you. Here's the thing: if, if if you want to keep doing that and and you want to keep showing that love to your to your to your nieces, do that. And I I did write this down. It's like, I think the heartbreak comes in when we keep giving because we have an expectation, right? So if you want to give because these are you know young kids having their birthdays and you just want to make them feel good, just do it because it feels good. In rehab, in AA, in all of twelve step meetings, there's a phrase that says high expectations, low serenity. And when you have high expect, you know, I have high expectations of myself, but I really don't expect much from other people because it's like people are going to be people. People are going to people. And so if you want to if you want to give because you are a person who loves to bring joy and celebrate birthdays and do that, do it and just do it because it feels good. And you know what, April, I do agree with you on writing that letter and sending it to your sister. I would allow yourself, give yourself a few drafts. Because the first time we write stuff, it can come from an insecure place. It can come from a needy place, come from a place of attachment. Write that draft a few times. Read it out loud a few times. You'll know when you get to a place where it just comes from a very calm mm -hmm. and still place. Like, hey, I love you. I need to honor my space. I'm mm -hmm. here for you if you need me. But for now, right, like, I just wish you the best. Like, there's a way that yeah. you can do that without any charge. That's the script. Bridget, this, this should be a tweet. <laughs> This should be a tweet, okay? It should not be a whole page, uh, a chap. <laughs> it should be a tweet, short and sweet, without explaining or the feeling the needing to be right and justified in making your decision. Absolutely. And if you want to go back and, and re-listen to that section and hear my words, you can literally transcribe what I said, and that is your letter. Yes, seriously. Okay. You know what I love about this is that I love that this show is for women CEOs and women entrepreneurs for the things that matter for us when we're not working, because there's so many things that we're dealing with in life that have nothing to do with lead pages and opt-ins. No, I, screw lead pages and opt-ins. None of that, like, listen, all that stuff is great if you have all your mechanics and your tools and your software, but if your relationship 
if your relationships are falling apart, if your mental health is struggling, if you can't communicate with yourself, with others, it doesn't matter. Yes, it, yes, you'll have a viable business. You'll have a, you know, a financially stable and sound business. But if your personal life is falling apart, what the hell is even the point? I don't even get the point. So that's why I, I love, April, for you uh, creating this space for women to really start, you know, bringing in other things that actually like the stuff that helps keep us solid on the inside, our relationships, yes. our, our relationship with ourselves, all that other womanly shit that has nothing to do with lead pages. Cause let's be real. Lead pages is not womanly shit. <laughs> it is like, like white male bro marketing stuff, which we need in our businesses and we need to honor our womanly shit. So we sure do. So listen, that, that has been today's womanly matter. I think it was super sensitive. Please let us know if you have any suggestions or if you've dealt with this in your own family as you're listening, um, things that have worked for you in, in either separating or bridging bridging that gap or reconnecting, please leave us a review and let us know. Uh, we'll be back with our Spill the Tea segment with Vasavi. Speaking of womanly shit matters, honey, where is yours? If you have a womanly shit matter that you'd like to have featured on the show anonymously or not, we would love to have it. All you have to do is go to womanlyshit.com and we will be more than happy to review your womanly matter and it might get chosen for a future episode. So all you have to do is click the link, fill out the details, tell us the story, honey, okay? Don't give us no topics. We don't need topics. We want the tea so we can give you some proper advice, some really nice girlfriend-esque advice between myself, my co-hosts, and our audience. We can't wait to hear it. Back to the show. What tea you got for us, girl? What kind of tea? What's, what's popping in? <laughs> You know I me. Mean? I can't control myself when I get excited. Okay, sorry. Let me settle down. Settle down. You don't want to control yourself. We need a lack of control. So tell me what, what's what's happening. Tell 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 the listeners and myself what's the tea. Okay, so I've been feeling myself a lot lately. I've been feeling myself a lot lately. Physically I, or just in your head? All no, no, all of it. Physically in my creative ex, uh, expressions as an actress. I mean, at my acting classes, I've just really like. I don't know if this is tea, but this is just how I'm feeling. Like. I'm feeling really good about myself. Like I really, and, and I'm saying this almost like a, what? Like, because for so long I did it. I wasn't feeling so good about myself. And I, it's a new, it's a new way for me to feel, which is like, oh, I'm okay. I'm good. No matter what happens in my life, I'm good. It's a new place for me to be in mentally, emotionally, even saying it out loud to you in my body, mm. like, oh, I'm good. And so I'm just excited to move through this next decade of my life and my business and my friendships with this feeling of, I'm not gonna get in trouble. I can't screw it up. As long as I'm listening to my truest desires, I can't get it wrong. And so I'm very, that is my tea is that, you know, my tea is, I don't know how it's gonna look, but I do know that it feels really good right now. And so I'm gonna follow that feeling into this next decade of my life of what would that look like? If I, if I fundamentally believe that at my core, I can't mess it up. I can't make the wrong decisions. And everything that I desire desires me back. Mm. And just walk, I, I want to know what that feels like. And so I'm here for it. So maybe part two, I'll be back to share I, what that's like. Yeah, I know. Listen, you know what's so great about that is that I think women are coming to, I think in the last two years, does it seem like there, there has been an awakening of womanhood? 
Yes, absolutely. And and a celebration and women supporting each other. Like, it's not cool to be rude to each other anymore. It is not cool not to cool. knock each other. It is mean like, girls are not okay. No, I was not a mean girl. I was not allowed to sit at the cool girls table. I often spent I often spent lunchtime in the bathroom eating or with my pastor because I went to a Lutheran high school. Those girls, you don't want to be friends with them. And you know who those girls are. You don't want to be that girl. Yeah, don't that you girl. don't want to be that girl. That's mm-hmm. so good. So let me see, do I have any tea to spill? There's so many things happening. I will say something that occurred today. So I'm currently in Houston and there was a guy here that I see occasionally when I come and I saw him and this is about boundaries. So last night he was going, so we saw each other yesterday. We had a great afternoon. He was going to come back over last night. And, and I'm the type of woman that I just allow the man to do whatever the man's going to do. I'm not advocating for you to call me when you get home, Mm -hmm. text me when you're on the way. If you send me that you're going to do something, I'm going to believe that you're going to do something. So the night progresses. I didn't hear from him at all. And I just continued with my night. I went out with uh, my friend Zenobia here that lives in Houston. We went out, we had a great dinner and we went to TJ Maxx and Home Goods and, you know, did some girly things, right? Some womanly shit. And Vasavi, I got back here, still no text. So by this time, it's like 10.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. So I, I stay up a little while, you know, I, I eat a couple snacks and eat some popcorn, you know, go out on the balcony for a little bit. I go to sleep. I wake up this morning. No text. 9 a.m. rolls around. No text, Vasavi. Yeah. I'm, 10 a.m. Yeah. No text. 11 a.m. No text. 12. It's noon now. So then I send a text, which is not my normal disposition. Right. And I said, did the fire department just leave? <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? Has he responded? He said, huh? Good afternoon. I said, oh, I assumed that your house was on fire and that the fire department just left because yesterday you said this and I believed you. So when I didn't hear from you this morning, I surely thought that your fucking house was on fire. (laughs) That's a good way to make him wake up. And then, so did he apologize or? So let me tell you also the type of human I am. When I sent that, I was already out of my, the energy that I enjoy being when I'm in the presence of a man. So if a, if a man, if, if how you are naturally is going to bring me out because different energies bring out different things in us. There are certain men, like, do you find this where there are certain men that you feel more dainty around more feminine around, and there are certain men that you feel more masculine around. Yeah, those are usually the men that are still little boys. I When I come out and I feel masculine, it's because I feel like I have to take care of you because you damn well don't know how to take care of yourself. I perceive and, you as someone who can't take care of yourself. Exactly. So for me, if, you, if I am in an environment where I'm pulled out of my feminine energy, I have already written the man off. Oh my God. That's perfect. That's that's beautiful. I needed to hear that. I, someone else needed to hear that today other than just me. You I know, know what I'm saying? So yes. It's not like you're dead to me. It's not that extreme. It's just if if your, if your natural inclination is to behave in this way and by your natural inclination being that, and then so then my natural inclination is to respond to that. 
right? Not react to it, but respond to it in a way that is not a way that I want to consistently respond in that relationship dynamic, Mm -hmm. then I'm going to exit stage left. And so when he responded and he did, I, as soon as I saw his text, I deleted his entire text thread. I, oh my God. I, you didn't even bother reading it. Cause you're like, you know what? Yeah. Anything that comes out of this man's mouth is bullshit. And I don't want to deal with it. Yeah. And so I just didn't read it. And I didn't, of course I didn't respond because I don't have anything to say. So my tea is that we have to, that I have learned over the years who I really am and the boundaries that I really want in place for my life. I don't appreciate it. And I don't want to teach you that lesson at 45. I don't want to teach you to communicate. I don't want to teach you how to be courteous. I don't want to teach you consideration, being considerate. If I have to teach you those traits, you're you're just not him. And that's okay. We're just not going to waste any more time. We are not people's emotional rehab center. That's mm-hmm. what I say. I, I am not your emotional rehab center. I am certainly not going to teach you how to communicate with me. Like, it's it's just so ironic because I literally teach people how to say it out loud and use their voice. And it's like the last place I want to do that is in my romantic relationship. I just want it to yeah. be easy yeah. and natural. Thank you so much for sh- sharing that. I, we, we are so similar. It's crazy. I have literally just deleted an entire thread because I'm like, I don't actually care because I've written you off in my mind. I'm not going to spend another ounce of energy using my eyeballs to read your words that probably are full of bullshit. No, thank you. So just thank you for validating that. I do that too. (laughs) Thank you. I'm not the only one who does that. Wow. I have never met anyone else who's like, I'm not even going to read. I have like, I thought I was the only one. Swipe to the left all the way. Yeah. I I think, I think so. So for those of you women that are listening, I think boundaries is something that's really important. I recorded it in my stories today as a result of that interaction. And I wasn't mad. I was just like, hmm, I really desire someone who's more considerate. And so I don't have any room for that. I want to just point out like uh, what you're doing right now, how you're saying it right now is you can tell, I can feel like there's no activation around it. You're just like, no, I just want, I don't want that period. Why does everything have to be, why do we need a preamble? Why do we need to preface it? Why do we need to have a conclusion? Just say the thing. I don't desire that period. That, that is a complete sentence that says it all. I appreciate how little effort you put in explaining yourself. (laughs) You put in little effort explaining yourself. I really appreciate that. Like, I'm going to take that for myself today. This inspo moment is brought to you by Good Karma Decor. You can be bossy and quiet. You can be sexy and shy. You can be bold. You can be every color in the rainbow. You can be feminine and embrace the masculine. You can be messy and dressy. You have the freedom to be whatever the hell you want, and you still can be seen, heard, and felt. Back to the show. Thanks, goodkarmadecor.com. Vasavi, this has been an amazing ride on the Womanly Shit Show. (laughs) Womanly Shit Show, I love it. Oh my God. I just realized that the womanly shit show. show yeah. Oh, what a play on words. Oh my God. I love that. Womanly shit show. That's funny. So thank you for being my guest co-host today. Thank you of for course. playing with us and sharing and giving your girlfriend-esque advice to Bridget. Thanks for spilling your own tea and for being so dynamic. People can follow uh, Basavi in the show notes. All the things are there. Just take a peek. 
about the show, where to follow her. You can learn more about her work. You can look at the timestamps, skip to whatever you need to in any of our episodes. Um, listeners, I really appreciate you. Vasavi, any closing words for the women out there listening today? I would want to encourage your listeners to keep listening to this podcast because, April, you are such a beautiful, amazing role model of what it looks like to just own your womanly shit only own your womanly shit show and get clear on really what you want and not have to over explain. I thought I stopped over explaining. You really do not over explain. Like I'm, I'm learning from you on this. So I want to continue to, to encourage your listeners to listen to literally every episode that you put out your stories, your stuff, because um, you are truly a role model to, to so many women who you may not even know. Yeah. But everyone just keep listening to this podcast. Yeah. I love it so much. Thank you. And ladies, this has been episode with Miss Vasavi of Womanly Shit. And we'll see y'all on the next one. Remember, shows come out every single Friday. So tune in. This first series runs through April 26th, I think. So make sure that you tapped in so that you don't miss a thing. We'll see y'all next time. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in, boo-boo. Do April a huge favor and leave a review telling her what resonated with you most in this episode. Until next time, connect with her on Instagram, TikTok, or Facebook. Each platform has a different vibe, so tread lightly. <laughs> Warning. Until next week, remember to fill your cup first. Because if your cup isn't full, you can't afford to pour into anyone else. Yes. Womanly Shit, Womanly Shit Podcast.